My name is Martin Pluis and I've taught in four independent schools since the 1980s and I've tried to be at the leading edge of using technology to enhance learning. You can find me on Twitter via at plu, P-L-U, and my email is martinpluis at gmail.com if you wish to contact me. Since December 2015, I've attended all but a handful of Hornsby Council meetings as an observer, which has really helped my understanding of my local geography. Increasingly, I'm incorporating what I have learnt into my lessons, which to my surprise is a lot more than I thought would be the case. If you go to page 88 in the um, NESA New South Wales Geography Syllabus for the topic changing places, the first section of the content covers um, urban environments where we were in part need to investigate rural and urban comparisons, features of urban areas such as population, housing, construction, employment, services and facilities, and the advantages and disadvantages of urban living. This podcast is going to focus on a few lessons I wish to share with you based on this topic. Firstly, in my case, um, I'm teaching girls. They were given a simplified topographic map and provided instructions that said they were to design a township, taking into account and including the residential, commercial, industrial and recreational needs for a new village, which is to be located 30 kilometres from the main city. To give the girls an indication of where this would be, I describe where that sort of distance is would, would be from Sydney CBD. So they were into the Shire to the south, just before Liverpool and Penrith to the southwest and west respectively, and around Barara to the north. Secondly, in a follow-up lesson, the groups presented their maps. I tried to provide a good, humoured, critical evaluation of the maps they presented. The angle I took was to look at the realism of the scale, the size and the location of the features they put on the map. We had a good laugh at the location of the school on the top of a mountain with no roads and the location of a township on one side of the river and the residential on the other side of the river and the girls had a good laugh when I asked where was the bridge so they could get home. In relation to the scale, with a bit more guidance, the students saw that it was not realistic to have a pool drawn to the size of the neighbouring CBD according to the scale. I also took the opportunity to give a quick lesson on the best way to shade maps. Thirdly, we used Canvas at school and I set up a discussion board question which said the government had provided you as a local councillor $100,000 to spend on the village. I set up the discussion board in a way that I could not see other submissions until they made their post. This time around, in trying to make it more realistic, I told them about a recent Hornsby Council meeting where they released the operational budget for 2018 and the money was spent in four areas of focus to make Hornsby Shire livable, sustainable, productive and collaborative. Now they had the 100,000k to spend on one of these four areas in their village and they were required to identify what they would spend the money on and justify the expenditure and to provide two reasons why they picked that feature, e.g. sustainability. Fourthly, after about 15 minutes of the discussion activity, we peered, discussion board activity, we peer marked as a group the different responses and identified a lack of detail and structure in their responses, which I hoped would be the case. So next I gave them access to a PowerPoint which identified the subheadings to livable, sustainable, productive and collaborative Hornsby. And I asked them to open up Inspiration on their laptops, which is a mind mapping program. Now they were to map out each of their focus areas using the Hornsby Council subheading as examples. Finally, 
The next step was to rewrite the proposal for the spending of the $100,000, where the students clearly identified the focus area and used each subheading as a follow-up sentence to support their reasons for their spending and to provide support for their choice of focus area. This secondary activity linked to the realism of the Hornsby Council for focus areas really improved their understanding and their writing. In conclusion, the approach went over a few lessons it was clear they were building an increasing understanding of the key components of an urban village, the different functions, the need to establish priorities of spending. In terms of geographical skills, the students gained a realistic application of mapping, especially a realism around scale, direction and the location services in a particular topography, in this case with mountains, a valley, a river and a floodplain. The other benefit of the lesson lessons were, was to prov provide improvement in their writing and the use of real-world geographical examples. As a suggestion for the teachers listening, I suggest that you go to your local council websites and find the business papers. They are normally released 10 days before the next council meeting, or just do a Google search business papers and the council's name. These will provide you with top-shelf maps and statistics for your school's local geography and the framework to guide students to do the same sort of research for the suburb in which they live. In my case, I found this particularly useful for the boarders and helping them to engage in local geography of where they live. If you have any queries, you can contact me on Twitter as Plu, but also on Facebook as Plu Runs. That's where I also post on geography and running and other things. Feel free to contact me at any stage you like. Okay, bye for now.